When you said that plans go astray Then why did you think it would turn out that way? You don't know who you are when you're 17 What's in your future is in the unseen You grow as you go Welcome to the second episode of the Grow As You Go podcast. I'm your host, Alan Hildred. Here we talk to a number of extraordinary people, young and not as young. Take a listen. Welcome back to Grow As You Go with Alan Hildred. I've got another special guest uh, with me this week. Um, We've been through a fair bit together over the last um, year or two. It's been awesome and uh, getting to know each other a little bit further and deeper. But I've got uh, Mick with me. How are you, Mick? I'm good for a Monday. (laughs) That's it, mate. Yeah. That's it. I'm alive, ready to go. (laughs) You survived the day? Only just. Just. Only just. No, Mondays are – everyone loves a Monday, don't they? That's it, mate. That's exactly right. Now, uh, can you give us like you've done a sort of a fair bit and gone through a fair bit in your life? Can you give us a, just a brief overview, actually from from school, leaving school, like a bit of an overview of what your life's looked like? Yeah, well, um, school. I finished in uh, the the great year of nineteen ninety three, um, and didn't know what I wanted to do at all. Really, I had dreams, but. Um, yeah, my my academic uh, prowess at school was not great, so I um, ended up just doing some labouring after I finished school. I just tried to find a job and um, spent three years working on a small crop farm, and that's I didn't think too much about anything else in two of those years. But it wasn't until the third year that I had had enough of that and started thinking about what direction I could go in. So. Um, yeah, and uh, so that was three years and uh, decided to apply for university um, on the advice of my parents um, and I was a bit reluctant because I didn't like study at all. So, um, yeah, I was accepted and um, spent the next four and a half years studying education. So, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had a bit of amazing, like a lot of people, have an amazing um, story as far as that goes, as far as somebody who's not academic, who had a passion for teaching, or just hanging out with young people, and um, yeah, I was able to finish uni, um, only six months over what my degree normally was, so <laughs> it didn't, uh, took me a while to, while to actually learn how to write um, an assignment, Back in the days of handwritten assignments, I wrote my first oh, 12 months of a university. I wrote handwrote assignments and um, and then uh, my parents so graciously bought me a computer and, um, yeah, I've been typing ever since by, the <laughs> by, my, by, my, by my RSI and my wrist. So, no. so um, yeah, I've been teaching now for... Um, 21 years, 22 years, wow. something like that. So, um, and have, has been a wild ride. Yeah. So. The 21 years you've been teaching, has that been in multiple different schools or yep. how many? Yeah. So I've been in five, four schools. So, um, and they've ranged from, 
teaching year three right through to year 12. So students in those, say, from what, eight years old to or 19 years old now that year 12 student can be. So, um, yeah, there's a, a massive range of, um, I guess, development in, in kids' learning and things like that. So, um, yeah, so I've had two stints, two big stints at two different schools and they've both been Christian schools um, so of, of nearly 10 years each. Um, the current school I'm at um, has been the longest school I've ever been at. So it, wow. yeah, just just clocked over ten years there. So um, yeah, that's so four schools. Yep. Yeah, nice. What um what sort of triggered you to go into teaching? Like, was there a significant moment that sort of brought that on? I just love people, um, and right from a young age, I always wanted to be a physical education teacher, um, and because of my uh, lack of um, application at school, I, I'd never thought that I could get to where I wanted to get um, through the channels that, that were provided. So back in those days, it was uh, achieving an OP. Um, teaching was, a, I think, to get into teaching, it had to be, it was pretty high. It was like a, a one or one through to five or something like that. Wow, yeah. Which which was probably achievable in the in the big scheme of things, but not with my work ethic back then. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I got an OP of 23, which is 25 was the worst. So um, I did think that they'd um, stuffed it up and I got a two and a three and I had to choose which one I wanted. Um, but, um, yeah, no, it's uh, it wasn't – it wasn't uh, it wasn't an easy easy path for me to go into teaching. Um it was it was difficult, but it was also something that I knew that um, I really wanted to pursue. And I don't know I talk about a calling to teaching, so I was I was really called to do that, and that's the only way I got through. Really, it was just persistence. I wanted to give up so many times. Um, education's not the uh, well, it's not the most practical degree, um, which I thought it was at the time, but it, um, all the different learning theories and things like that, which I look back now and I, I took in more than I thought I would. Um, but that doesn't mean I use it in my practice, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's evolved over time, that's for sure. So um, there's a lot, of, a lot of natural ability for me. It was a, just a, a no-brainer. I just naturally can stand in front of kids or people and talk, so awesome to hear because I mean that's what you want as a teacher you don't want someone who's uh, is just there for the money or just something this is all they should do um, but they're they're called to be there um, and I can see that and that's really awesome um, now the the position you're in at the moment and all you've achieved um, was it anything like you've into like you would have anticipated back then no not at all so much to my disgust I um I went to a university that didn't actually have um, health and physical education as a subject that uh, they would they would um, teach their, their their aspiring teachers. Um, I, I studied a, a primary degree, so that meant that I had a little bit of every single subject. And um, I don't know. I I think I'm somebody who, unfortunately, 
and there's a lot of us out there, I always like to choose the easy path. So, and sometimes I make mistakes of that and it's a lot harder than what I thought. So <laughs> um, I, I actually studied as part of my major. So my degree um, qualifies me to teach from prep right through to year 10. And then in non-board related subjects, I can teach through to year 12 if I want to. Um, so I don't, didn't mind really little kids. So I majored in early childhood. Um, and then there was just another thing that interested me at the time. Um, and it was all to do with the connection with uh, the lecturer at the time was Southeast Asian politics, which... You know, people really have a laugh when they say, what's your degree? And I say, oh, I'm a primary, I'm, I've got a Bachelor of Primary Education with majors in early childhood and history, um, majoring mainly in Southeast Asian politics. And they just laugh because <laughs> that's, and what do I do now? Well, I teach mainly health and physical education, um, which is which is my dream job. So I'm a director of sport and culture, which is um Again, it's such a broad topic, but it's my dream job. Um, took me, um, you know, 15 years to get to that point. And then, um, yeah, it has, has not been all, all smooth sailing since because it's, it's full on, but that's, that's, that's where I'm at at the moment. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it most days. <laughs> <laughs> most days. Yeah. Was, um, so over – over that sort of career and everything you've gone through, were there some um, pretty rough or hard times that have sort of helped you grow to be the person you are? Uh, Most definitely. Um, Look, my first – well, look when I look back, my first few years of teaching were, um, you know, ignorance is bliss uh, most of the time when you don't know really what you're doing but you're just enjoying – just being in amongst it. Um, I've had some incredibly hard things happen to me in my teaching career. Um, probably about eight years into my teaching, well, I was coaching rugby union and one of my students passed away in a rugby union accident. Um, and in amongst all of that, uh, it was the same year that my father passed away. And, you know, there's just been those things have like emotionally um, – psychologically have been really challenging to try and teach. I've had a lot of, a lot of students have passed away. Um, when I say a lot, you know, um, over 20 year, 20 something years, there would have been, you know, 10 to 15 kids that I've taught that have, um, had accidents or passed away. And that, that's, that's, that's been incredibly difficult. And, and then some other staff members as well that I've worked with, um, have, have passed away. So the challenges in amongst that, um, and then and then you've got all the the other things too, like um, politics of um, schools and um, yep. and things like that, um, and and just people, uh, I guess, being in the profession for the wrong reason is always challenging for me because. Um, like you said before, I, I don't do it for the money and there's people that do and they work from, you know, nine till three and go home and um, that's not how I'm wired. So, yeah, yeah that's been the, they've been the biggest challenges, I guess. Yeah, well, um, sort of at the 
position you are now, uh, looking back, have you had any of those sort of like light bulb moments of like, oh, that's the reason why I did that thing or have gone through that? Is there is there many of those? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I really, I'm a big believer in um, you get prepared for the future things to happen in your life early on. So everything that, that uh, happens to you in your life prepares you for the next thing, prepares you to be able to cope with whatever challenges come your way and – you know, sometimes doors open for good reason and sometimes they close for a really good reason. And um, to have the wisdom to be able to discern which is which has been really important. And um, when it comes back to everything at the end of the day, um, the things that are most important to me is not that I'm a great teacher or anything like that. Now that I've got a family, it's it's more about whether I'm a good husband, a good dad, good provider that way. And from those things stems my desire to teach well um, and 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 work well. So that's that's my number one thing is my family first, and then everything. Um, if I'm if I'm getting those things right, I'm kicking some goals in those areas. Generally, work and things like that flow from that. That's so good to hear, mate. Look, thank you so much for being here on uh, Grow As You Go. And uh, thanks for sharing more about you and yeah, explaining to us how how you've grown over this time. So thanks for coming in, Mick. Not a problem, Alan. Enjoy Grow As You Go. It was incredible to catch up with Mick. He's been a high school teacher for over 20 years and he's seen so much in his time. Make sure you tune in next week to hear from Phil Dunster, a local cop who's been a police officer for 40 years this year. All the cars had vinyl bench seats. You can imagine that in Roma in the middle of summer. And uh, there's a memory one can never forget, peeling your, uh, <laughs> your legs off a vinyl seat out of a, an old, uh, probably an XE, a 1980s model Falcon. But those Falcons were awesome. They could go anywhere. You could go through about a metre full of water and uh, you could go across mud. You can go anywhere. They're amazing. We'll see you then. When you said that plans go astray Then why did you think it would turn out that way? You don't know who you are when you're 17 What's in your future is in the unseen you grow as you go.